Matt Will. No L's, just sevens. This is the bliss, licking they lips, Twitter with this, minimal risk, finity shifts, ribbon off rip, quick in the hits, first on the list, this, mad will, going crazy on the daily, dropping facts like a shower in the world of rain and entertainment, yeah, another day, another pod, all these thoughts are up facade, so I had to ask him what he got, said he got a lot, said he got a lot of what, got a lot of shifts, and it's time for the daily blitz. What is up, everybody, on this beautiful Wednesday morning, November 17th? Welcome back to the Daily Blitz Football Podcast. It's your Monday through Thursday host, Mr. John Legazek. Check me out at MLB Moving AVG, or just type in NFL Moving Averages into that Bluebird Twitter machine. Our man Matt Williams will be with us on Friday for the big monster show where we do it all. The entree, baby, betting, DFS, props, fantasy season-long strategy, advanced stats, next-gen, everything, and a bag of chips. Shoot him a follow at M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. If you're new, and I know there are some new followers, that unique listener number kind of jumping up Every single day, thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Please rate, review, and subscribe. That stuff means so much. It's insane how much that one little click means. If everybody listening just clicks, it's a huge deal for us. So thanks again for listening. We have Monday through Friday. Monday is the look back at the picks and lineups plus the Monday Night Football preview. Tuesday, all 32 team injury reports plus the subsequent waiver wire moves Wednesday today is the first look at the betting board and you know it's more like a strategy thing just an overview there are sometimes I will lay my bets early however in the COVID age particularly I think I've been more willing to wait to bet this year particularly on sides because I really am a, an underdog better and I think there's two things going on here so this is what I'm talking about people when we get into betting it really just becomes more about strategy than the numbers i was trying to put numbers into this wednesday show it's really going too long we're going to save all that for friday when it actually matters when we know who's playing and have some more info so back to what i was saying about the betting board and laying money early i find if i'm on an on a total over or under that's generally where i'm going to get my money down early when it comes to picking sides because i like underdogs so much It's not that the price doesn't move. A lot of times it's moving in our favor. So there's two things there again. One, if you're not following my picks on Twitter, you absolutely have to. I am on, I guess it's the heater of heaters, but it doesn't really even feel like that. I'm picking four Moneyline dogs to win outright every single weekend. But again, you know, you come to me for a little bit of nuance, a little bit of the context of that professional strategy that really isn't out there with some of the other people on Twitter. You can tell they've never really done this at a very high level. So what we're doing, if you're unfamiliar or you don't have Twitter, we put one unit on each of the games. I put a tenth of a unit on the parlay. I put a tenth of a unit on that parlay against the spread. And then I actually take a tenth of a of a unit and put it on the reverse. So what that is, is in case I go 0 for 4. So it's just on the parlay of a reverse of those four. In case I go 0 for 4, it eliminates the minus 4 unit outcome. It softens that blow, especially because of the nature of these bets. This is not something I do all the time, but it is because I'm taking teams that are plus 280, plus 300. If you get the floor wiped with you, you shouldn't be sobbing and sulking. So that's half point number one. Follow up the Moneyline Dogs on Twitter. Point number two is another bit of a macro point here. I 
I like to get into the blimp, you know, get up a couple thousand feet. It helps you survey the entire battlefield, how you need to be, keeping your head on a swivel, always kind of understanding the movement of the market. Again, betting being as much about price finding and understanding value than it is about picking winners, though I'm not going to undersell the importance of the analysis. Anyone follows me knows. I put a ton of work into the analysis, and it means a lot to me to get down to the crucial stuff. So that second point that I really wanted to get at, which is very important, that macro point, which is the inception of betting, right? So as states begin to legalize sports betting, new customers are created, and we're seeing this with the saturation of content, and a lot of it is low IQ, like I was saying before. We need to embrace that, and I know it can be frustrating, but the very fact of the matter is that the public is going to be on the favorites, and the public is going to be on the over. This has softened the market for underdog and others in general. Football unders, I'm, I'm not so into, you know, turnovers. They're really wonky. Again, if you follow my work, there's a reason why I don't pay totals. Here's another bit of professional betting advice before we dive into the football board for the first looks. And it's scoring points is incredibly wonky. There is a reason that bet is always on the board for every sport at minus 110. The book makes its money on volume and not on edge at all. That's just, nobody can predict it. It's so ridiculously wonky that you can have every single stat line up for the over and not get it. The same in reverse. And then you find yourself betting into things that the coaches and the teams don't care about, you know, than them sitting on clocks and you not getting overs when you might have. It's just, there's so many different situations that are a road to ruin as far as betting totals. I just stay away from them pretty much all together at this point. So there you go. If you've been listening for the first five minutes and this is your first day here, you are a sharper person in general. Okay, just a sharper person in general. That's the way you want to be in this life, thinking in percentages and not going with the crowd. So let's dive on into the football betting board where we have had 10 weeks of 10 weeks of success. Yes, people, 10 for 10 on those picks I was mentioning. I got off on a tangent as I do sometimes, but you know, you got to keep those balls spin and keep this train moving. I'm going to gloss over the Thursday night game. We'll get to that on the show tomorrow. First up, Saints going to the Eagles. Saints are one and a half point underdog. Eagles fevered at home. This one feels pretty close. I tend to like the Saints defense more than I like the Eagles defense. They allow a ton of passing underneath, and I guess that's what the books and the public is seeing so far. Not thinking the Saints have any kind of, you know, functional aerial attack to work against those Eagles front four for the Eagles have played really well this one's got to depend on Kamara for me if you like the Saints anyway this would be the time to get them see so there's just a piece of how you apply early betting depending how you feel and if you think Kamara's going to come back there really hasn't been any news yet so if you like the Saints already you know it's going to move towards them if Kamara, let's say, practices in full or they announce that he's going to play or he's a full go or something like that. I'm off this one until I find out. For sure, I really don't have too strong a lean on Philly since they turned into this, you know, uber run team. Next up, Dolphins going to the Jets. Dolphins favored by three and a half against the Jets in New York. Minus 165 money line for Miami. Total set right in the middle at 45, probably where it belongs, although the Jets have been giving up that on their own. I don't believe in the Jets' offense. Dolphins' defense starting to turn it around a touch too. 
Tua announced as the starter. Jets really up in the air. We saw the bottom for Mike White. I'm surprised this one's listed as close as it is. I think you got to give me the Dolphins this one. It might even be going away, really. Jets terrible on defense and just sometimes capable in garbage time on offense. I don't think they'll be able to run with these Dolphins in particular if that defense stays up for real. Give us the Dolphins to cover that one. With ease, Washington going into Carolina. This one also set at three and a half. All these dogs winning, starting to get people a little antsy, looks like, on the betting board. Total set at 43. Not much action expected here. Washington did just upset Tampa Bay, but losing Chase Young, man, that is a tremendous deal. And Carolina, bit of a turnaround, man. Andy Newton into the locker room, getting rid of Darnold, who it was pretty bad there. There's almost only one direction to go, and that was up. McCaffrey is back. Carolina has a chance of looking strong in this one. I've liked the defense all year. I'm going to go with Carolina in this one. And just a quick note, remember people, always do the math between the money line and the spread, meaning find out how much those points cost you. That's the best way to put a rigid understanding on whether or not you want to play these or not. Let's see, this looks about average Carolina at 173 and a half. So that's $17 a point, which is pretty expensive on the favorite side, right? That's what you're paying. That is pretty expensive. I think you got to go with the three and a half on this one. Next up, Colts going to the Bills. Yo, yes, I love this one. Here is a key to betting on underdogs. Bet on the best ones or bet on the best odds or bet on a combination of the both and that's really what you have here do I think the Colts are really going to beat the Bills after the way they looked last week no probably not but no one else does either Colts on the road plus 245 at seven point favorites see that's 35 dollars a point that's a lot that's an offer because now we're on the underdog side so that 35 dollar offer a point you take that or you could sprinkle it both because those points are so expensive there's a way for you to draw up your risk r whatever it may be don't let anyone tell you what you need to bet and you could put 70 percent on the plus seven 30 percent on the money line i like to play around with them until they come up with ideal outcomes nothing wrong with that this is the age of internet fractional betting you could take it down to the cent you know you don't have to give veto 25 bucks on the corner or whatever all right moving on give me the cult on that money line because i love it oh so much plus seven also i think the Colts can play to seven points with just about anybody buffalo's defense is very good but the Colts at run game is excellent and that starting front five that offensive line is healthy you know for what the second or third time all year we've seen them just rolling over people next up detroit lions going to cleveland there's your double digit spread we become so accustomed to all year lions at plus 320 you just cannot back the lines the offense is despicable the defense really just held serve against a kind of bad Pittsburgh offense that was missing Big Ben I don't know have your own opinions on Rudolph threw it over 50 times they only hung 16 points Cleveland Browns got mopped up by New England but if you watch that one it was such like a bad cascade of failures in that first and second quarter and then the game gets away yes they went out there and yes they lost it 
doesn't mean they're terrible. They feel like a very script-dependent team, meaning if they can keep it close, the line play on both sides plus the run game will allow them to operate. If they go behind, this is the Browns behind two scores or more. They don't really have the pieces for it, so I don't think the Lions can really keep up with the Browns. Are they a 10-point cover team right now? Man, I'm not so sure, but it's just impossible to back the Lions. I'd rather just leave this one alone. It just seems disappointing any way that you slice this one, you're going to end up disappointed. The only one that's an absolute no-no is that minus 425 for the Browns. If you told me you were taking a sniff at the Lions for 320, I'd say that's probably a pretty smart move, providing you capped the risk. Next up, San Francisco 49ers going to Jacksonville. 49ers favored by six and a half on the road. Jacksonville, another one of those teams that have just become impossible to back. This one is at plus 220. So those points again at six and a half are 30, you know, two dollar points or whatever. Anything north of 30 on the offer side is a really nice spot to be. So again, if you had a sniff of the Jaguars, they are at home. The front seven has been playing okay. 49ers are just decimated with injuries. Though I do not think the Jaguars are gonna win. I never think they're gonna win. That offense just looks incapable right now. I think when you watch the Jaguars, you'll learn a little bit about how much it takes for a offense on football to succeed. You know, you have to protect the quarterback. He has to make the right decision, make the right throw, and you need a win in the secondary. Jacksonville just hasn't been able to do them all at one time. You'll get one of three, two of three, but it just never seems to get three of three proper route run included in there. So very hard to back Jacksonville, but plus 220 could find its way onto my underdog list. Home team, got to be worth something when we're digging for those dogs. More double-digit games being played. Houston, go Going to Tennessee, this one does feel like a double-digit dog. Tennessee struggled to get the run game back on track. That's going to be the case when you lose an amazing player like Derrick Henry. But I actually think Foreman will step into the lead back role. To me, he clearly looks like the best player in that running back room. Forget Adrian Peterson. He looks incredibly dusty. Maybe he has a role at the goal line, capping Foreman in fantasy. But what can you do? I still think the Texans, when you you know kind of hash it all out, McNichols can be dangerous. Catching passes as well up against Houston, who has just looked disgusting. Again, I'd rather just leave this one alone until I see the Titans do what I want to see them do. I'm not really sure. They're a cover team. It's very easy to look. The pile on the Texans plus 340. Books trying to suck us in. I think I'd say thanks, but no thanks. As much as I like dogs, I want them to be realistic. I'd rather bet on dogs that can show us something. Again, if you're thorough and read the board, I know the competition is a lot stiffer, but you'd always rather have the Colts at 245 than the Jaguars at 220. Almost no matter who the competition is once that whistle blows you know give me Jonathan Taylor and a competent quarterback one of the best offensive lines in the league opposed to I don't know what you're getting in Detroit I don't know what you're getting in Houston there are really no redeeming qualities Packers going into Minnesota Packers favored by two and a half I immediately just feel like smashing that there's another bet here immediately feel like smashing that under the Packers move like molasses and it's on purpose they're missing Jones they have the one of the best if not the best backup running backs in the league with Dylan behind them. I think they're going to be just fine. I do love Aaron Jones, and it's great to have a tandem, but I think the Packers don't take much of a step back there. The defense has been the story for me. Minnesota is really hit or miss. You know, I'm going to be diving into this one a little bit more, but I think I like the under for sure, and give me the Packers to cover it up. Also, here's a bit of that math against the spread to show you how much of a disparity there is in those price per point metrics, something that's not 
often talked about. Packers at minus two and a half, and you're seeing minus 130, so you have to move that 20 bucks for three and a half points. That's a sub $6 point, but now you're on the favorite side, so that's what you're offering. That's what you have to pay. So simply put, when the price is low, on the favorite side you take the money line. That's the difference between Sharp and Square, everybody. That's why you want to rate, review, and subscribe to the Daily Blitz football podcast and follow Matt and I's work. That is the sharpness. That is the difference. If you like the Packers, you pay the bit of juice. And I hate paying juice. Football a bit different than baseball. It not happening every single day. It being much more crucial. You put the magnifying glass on these numbers. Again, you can always spread your chips, but I don't see why you would take that deal and have to cover it up by a few Field goal one and two point wins exist, and especially in the day of missing all types of kicks, give us the Packers money line here. Ravens going into Chicago, favored by six points. Bears plus 195 on the road probably makes a lot of sense, although the Ravens have been a bit hard for me to get my thumb on as far as defense goes. We've seen them show up and play really well. We've also seen them kind of get blown up a few times. I guess it's predicated on all that blitzing that they like to do. I'm going to dive a little bit more into this one, so I'm going to leave this one alone for now I do kind of like that plus 195 for the Bears at home Fields has looked more competent they've been tailoring the game plan more to him Singletary back right getting all that work Bears defense has been decent all year very tough to bet against Lamar though as I get closer to the weekend again follow me up on Twitter when I put out those four picks plus the strategy and everything is timestamped go back and check it for yourself 10 winning weeks of 10 right now ah man maybe it's the Bears plus 195 or I feel like it's the Ravens cover you know I feel like it's it's one of those that the Bears find a way to squeak this one out or Baltimore blows the doors off it next up Cincinnati Bengals who I really like and I've been betting on all year one and a half point favorites on the road in Las Vegas there's another one there they're at minus 20 for the money line no reason to take that deal as the favorite if you like the team and it's minus 120 you take the money line no need to have to cover up by two again which is pretty wonky it could easily happen if you believe in it that's not where I look to save I look to save where the value is in my corner I don't try and predict the future I think the Bengals can do it I've been a fan of the line play I think they'll bounce back we saw the Raiders kind of bottom a little bit plus they have some injuries and if that defensive line which has been really good rushing the pass which got kind of handled by Kansas City not great in that respect if the Bengals get that pressure against Carr I think they win this one like I said in a bounce back next up Arizona going to Seattle I'm not touching either one of these there's no news on Murray yet so you can't bet on the Cardinals I don't know why people were on the Cardinals last week as a heavy favorite if you were follow my stuff I had Carolina on that money line one of my favorite picks and they won handily Seattle looked awful Russell's finger still not looking great I can't get behind either one of these teams the bet I'd be looking at here is the 49 I'm not seeing the firepower on either sides of the ball here to get us to 49 thank you you but no thank you leave that one alone Dallas Cowboys go to Kansas City highest total that I've seen maybe all year 56.5 assured disappointment there's another place to go where you're getting a very good team in the Dallas Cowboys at plus 120 those odds are not going to make your eyeballs pop out but you're really getting a complete team a good place to go to go up against the Chiefs coming off their best game of course the public expecting them to take off like a rocket ship they may 
not be wrong, but that is kind of the basis of recency bias, right? We've seen the Chiefs play sloppy. We've seen the Cowboys play well. There's absolutely a coin flip shot that the Cowboys take this one home. Pittsburgh Steelers going to the LA Chargers, another team we've been betting on all year. It had it was really good, then it wasn't so good, then they got us back, but they, when they just squeaked it out against the Eagles, Steelers are five-point underdogs in this one on the road, plus 180 on the money line. I do like that defense, but I also like the Chargers. The number worrying me here is that five. I'm not paying minus 220 as well, so I'm leaving this one alone just based on the numbers. As much as I like my bolts, they really got to show me more fluidity on offense that deep ball seem to be stunted as of late. Giants go to the Buccaneers with their 10 and a half point underdogs. Wow, plus 375 on the road with a 49 and a half point total against Tampa Bay. Tampa has had some major injuries on defense. Part of the reason for that loss against Washington, I think the giant offense is better than Washington. You know, I'm loving the pricing here. Plus 375 against a hobbled Buccaneers team. No news on all those critical pieces on both sides of the ball. Sherman, Vea, Delaney on defense, Gronk and Brown on the offense. So Sherman out. The other four I mentioned all carrying the Q tag. No information yet as of Wednesday. I'm just not so sure we have to run this one four times to get the Giants a win. So I'll have my eye on that one as we get closer to the weekend. Again, at the source of the strategies is being different than the masses. People look at the names and the jerseys and automatically assume it's these blowouts. It's just not how football goes. Somebody much smarter than I told me the game is so hard to predict because the ball is not round. Although I just realized something really funny. There's no point in me going back. I must have just own up to it here. I don't know if anyone saw my stuff. My computer exploded last Sunday and I didn't get my show out. Um, and now with the new computer, I, I don't know if it's set to the wrong time zone or whatever. I thought I fixed that. And I just realized that that Giants and Buccaneers game uh, was actually the Monday night game. So we're done. That was the entire board. I, I, I should have noticed. I saw 10 o'clock and then 1 o'clock. Didn't notice when it said 5.15. Dad. Yeah, so, so sometimes I'm really, really smart for someone who's really, really dumb. Or really, really dumb for someone that's really, really smart. You can have it either way, whatever. Okay, so I think that'll do it from us today here at the Daily Blitz Football Pod. Thank you for picking up what we were putting down. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm trying to do things a little bit differently. Feel free to get up on Twitter. Tell us what else you'd like to hear if I missed something. Or if you love the show, we'd love to see the comments. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe. Shoot myself a follow at MLB Moving AVG. Type in my name, John Legaza. Make sure you shoot the co-host, Matt, a follow at M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be doing the bargain bin for DraftKings. And, you know, a couple injuries. I'll go look at the pertinent injury reports. And then Friday is the big show, the one that you just cannot miss. So enjoy those games. Enjoy your day when we're done with the book. Enjoy your pay. Have a great day, everybody. Peace.